Howdy to all my fellow earthlings. I was going to plan it out and make my second podcast make sense, I guess. And, um, but as an artist, when the spirit hits me, I have to accept it. So here we are with episode two of Screaming Into the Void with KV. Um, on this episode, I'm gonna tell a story that, um, kind of came to me in a meditation, um, a really vivid memory and that has come up several times in my life and I never really understood, um, why that moment was so pivotal to me. Um, I, um, so I'm going to tell that story and then I'm going to share my thoughts on why I think that that story has, um, has stuck with me and has been um, very important. So if you want to join me for this little story time, go ahead, get a warm beverage, get cozy, and we'll start screaming. Okay, so here it goes, story time. Um, when I was, uh, I think, freshly 18, maybe not even, I might have been um, 17, uh, I woke up and all of my things, um, had been packed the night before and I was getting ready to leave for college. Um, I was going to be driven by my grandfather because my parents, my dad and my stepmom had to work and, um, it just made sense for my grandpa to take me. It was part of his gift to me. Um, so he drove me up to college. Um, but the morning that I was getting ready to leave and go to college, um, and, you know, face the whole freshman experience on my own, um, uh, on that day, I had gotten ready and I'm sitting on the rightmost part of the big L couch and I remember that because that was like my permanent punishment place to sit um it's where I sat and spent a lot of my time throughout my junior and senior year and um I had actually been grounded up until the moment I left for college um so I'm sitting on this couch and I'm not allowed to make eye contact with the TV or read or, um, interact with anybody who doesn't interact with me first. Um, and doing my usual bit sitting there and my dad, um, sits opposite me and, and he looks me in the face and he goes, you know, you don't have to go. You could stay here. And this is, (laughs) it's like, it's a moment that I joke about a lot because, um, it feels like it's out of like a psychological thriller movie, like where somebody is captured and their tormentor opens the door and is like, you can go, but also you can stay. And makes it 
feel like the the victim's choice to leave um versus them escaping um whatever harm is happening to them um and like it it feels written it feels scripted it 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 feels like looking back on it too perfect for the situation honestly um but it happened i remember it and i remember being flabbergasted that my father thought it was okay to like encourage me not to go to college um and to give up on this school that I had wanted to go to since before my senior year had even started I had wanted to go since my junior year but couldn't apply because um it was too far out I couldn't even apply for early acceptance at that point um so I knew I wanted to go to this school. I had that decision made and it's sitting right there minutes away, you know, and he's just saying, well, you don't have to go. Um, and for a long time, I think that moment stuck out to me because it was like he was testing me and testing my loyalty to him. Um, and Maybe I felt like I had failed in a way. Um, I mean, I don't know. It didn't actively feel that way, but, you know, we all blame ourselves subconsciously a lot. So, who knows? But today I was meditating and um, I had a sadness sitting in my body and Um, I was doing yoga to try and get some energy moving and kind of figure out what this sadness is or what this like bundle of feelings that kind of feels like sadness is. Um, and I don't know that I've named the whole thing, um, but definitely, um, a lot of it is just, I'm in a place in my life right now where I'm doing a lot of waiting. Um, I don't like it. I spent so much time on that rightmost corner of the big L couch, um, waiting and literally counting minutes and seconds and watching my family live their life right in front of me and watching my friends live their lives at home um, while I waited. Um, And the, this waiting that I'm doing right now is good waiting. It's waiting for progress. It's waiting to learn more. It's waiting for a a great opportunity. Um, But it is a lot of waiting and that's very reminiscent 
of where I was and acknowledging all of that waiting um, also comes with acknowledging the moment that it ended and that was that moment that moment when he said you know you don't have to leave um and I think maybe it was less him testing me and honestly more of him testing himself. He was he was trying to see if he was as successful at breaking me as he thought he was. He was testing his ability to get me to obey or get me to um, think the way he wants me to think. And in that moment, he wasn't testing me and like my, my value as a person or my morals or my anything. He wasn't testing me. He was testing himself. He was seeing if he had replaced all of the me inside of me with him. And he didn't. I, I left. I went to college. I faced my freshman year. I moved into my dorm. My grandpa was there for a couple hours and then he left and I did it. You know, when people had their parents there for Usually the first couple days, um, I made myself at home as much as I could. And within that year was when he disowned me. And he would have never had that opportunity to renounce me if I hadn't left for school. And I think that moment is something that I have to um, remind myself is a moment of great strength because I chose to do something that was for me and that was good for me and not just pleasurable for me you know college I wasn't going to college for shits and giggles I was going to college to better myself and get an education and do something that improved my options in life and for me to have chosen that in the face of this person who taught me family comes first and taught me that you should you know obey and respect your parents and taught me that love is 
punishment and um, harsh words and tough love. Um, and so all of these morals that he taught me, I was having to um, walk away from them and make a different choice for myself. And I did it. And there were lots of other steps that came after for me getting to be as independent as I am now. Although I am aware I could be more independent. Um, but, but those steps all stem from that one, that morning. That, and honestly, I don't know what I verbally said back to him. I think I said I know. I don't, I don't. I don't know. I don't remember my response. I just know I left. Um, and I know I felt a lot of guilt in leaving for college. Um, guilt for not being there to help. Guilt for not being there to soften the blow for my stepmom, my mom, um, my brothers. Um, but it, it was needed. Um, it was necessary. And I'm trying very hard, very, very hard to be proud of myself for that moment. Um, when the memory carries so much guilt, I don't necessarily feel guilty now, but I was, I felt so guilty at the time. Um, that it's hard to balance that now with being proud of something that felt really wrong at the time and felt like I was morally making a, a mistake in choosing myself. Um, and I don't know how to balance those two feelings of the guilt I felt at the time and the pride that I feel or want to feel now. And since I'm just screaming into the void, um, if anybody has any idea how to balance two feelings like that, it would be really helpful. Um, if not, Maybe share with me um, a time when you made a decision that at the time felt wrong, but later 
you realized you were actually making the best decision for yourself or for your situation. Um, so this is a pretty short episode. Um, I just wanted to share my story and I know there was a lot of starting and stopping, but I also wanted, um, to share it with you as real and as, um, accurately with you as it happened for me. Um, so I hope you enjoyed the podcast and I hope, hopefully this makes somebody feel a little less alone and have a wonderful day. Um, thank you and I love you. Bye.